0: Well, good morning. It is Thursday, July 13th, 2023. Thursday, July 13th, 2023. Slava, Ukraine. Heroium Slava. PVTV. Polit- Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. And tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast. Those four words. Uh, I'll show up right at the top of the search. Have I told you how much I really appreciate you today? I just wanted to remind you. Thank you so much for coming. It's very nice of you. Uh, if you can, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter, or, or maybe send me a news story, say hi, whatever. Uh, well, let's get to it uh, and start as we usually do with uh, what's going on in uh, Europe and Ukraine. Uh, did you think Sweden was in and Turkey A was getting their F-16s? I did. But suddenly, it may not happen right away, Uh, Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the guy that sounds like he's a a Lord of the Rings villain, said uh, yesterday, or Erdogan, everybody calls him Erdogan, because I guess the G is not pronounced like we do. Anyway, he said yesterday that Sweden's NATO membership bid would not be ratified by Turkey's parliament before October. Seriously? Let's do the math. Uh July, August, September? Four and a half months? Really? Uh, but that he hopes for swift ratification once lawmakers return from their break. Uh, you you need to call a special session. You really do. Uh, Turkey's agreement on Sweden has also been linked to Ankara's efforts to acquire new F-16 fighter planes and upgrade kits for its existing fighter fleet from the U.S. Uh, uh, Both Turkish and U.S. officials have denied any connection. But on Tuesday, the U.S. President Joe Biden signaled that the U.S. intended to proceed with the sale. We will see what happens now because Biden isn't the last word. Congress decides. Right? And if Erdogan Decides to be a, uh, a, a villain, he will not get them. Uh, the F-16s may not go through right away. <laughs> if you want them right away. He also, he, he also needs upgrades for his old ones. So it ain't going to happen. Uh, at least I don't think it is. Biden, I don't know how much sway Biden has with Congress. Maybe with the Senate, but certainly not with Congress. Uh, Biden traveled to Finland to participate in the U.S. Nordic Summit with the leaders of Finland, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, and Norway. Iceland? Do they have a military? Huh. Are they part of NATO? I guess they are. I. You know what? I'd, I. As far as any place in the world, if I had a choice, any place in the world, I'd pick Iceland right now. I mean, you say it's an island, you say it's going to get flooded, but as the... Uh, as the, uh, um, the glaciers melt on Iceland, the land is actually getting higher in the water. Isn't that insane? Anyway, uh, ahead of the bilateral meeting with Finnish President Saul Ninisto, uh Biden hailed Finland as an incredible asset. I, they have 800 miles of border with Russia. I mean, it's a huge border with Russia, uh, the, the biggest border of anyone. Uh, He told reporters, I don't think NATO has ever been stronger. Together, we're standing for shared democratic values. Uh, This morning, he and Anisto had a press conference, and they talked about a bunch of things, including Ukraine. Uh, On a side note, there was a question asked about what's going on here in the States, specifically uh, uh, related to military, because Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama... Uh, He's been uh, withholding military, he's been blocking military nominations, right? We don't have a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff right now. We have an acting member. But um, yeah, he's been blocking this uh, since uh, the um, uh, Department of Defense uh, uh, said that they would pay for medical leave and transportation for abortions if someone needs to go out of state. And he says, "Get rid of that, and and we'll be okay with it." I don't, can I just say, "Fuck you, Tommy, Tommy Tuberville, you piece of crap." I, he's be, he's endangering the military because of of, of some religious right wing agenda. Tommy Tuberville. Oh man, I, I and you know what? It's not just me. Even the military has been calling him out and saying that he needs to be uh, uh, out of office because of what he's doing. Wow. Uh, Yeah, uh, on a side note, uh, uh, Biden laid into Tommy Tuberville. Uh, On the international stage, really embarrassing for Tuberville. (laughs) It was pretty hilarious. Uh, in his nightly video address, Zelensky said that uh, the NATO summit had provided Ukraine with a security foundation it had never achieved before. Zelensky said in a video posted on Twitter, This is very important. For the first time since our independence, we have established a foundation of security for Ukraine on its path to NATO. These are concrete security guarantees confirmed by the world's top seven democracies. Never before, have we had such a security base? And it is at the level of uh, the G7. He added, previously, Russian, Russia's rulers wanted to have their own fence in front of NATO's door. We have left the Russian ambition on the margins of European history behind the fence of our unity in Europe and more broadly in the free world. A senior Russian general In command of forces in occupied southern Ukraine, says he was suddenly dismissed from his post after accusing Moscow's defense ministry leadership of betraying his troops by not providing sufficient support. Sound familiar, does it? This is exactly what Prigozhin was claiming. This is an indication that Russia is running out of weapons. They can't keep their own troops supplied. Uh, General Ivan Popov was the commander of the Fifty-Eighth uh, Combined Arms uh, Army, which has been engaged in heavy fighting in the Zaporizhia region. In a, in a voice note published on Telegram late yesterday, Popov said he had raised questions about the lack of counter-battery combat, the absence of uh, uh, absence of artillery reconnaissance stations and the mass deaths and injuries of our brothers from enemy artillery Popov said in an audio message i also raised a number of our other problems and expressed it all at the highest level frankly and extremely harshly i had no right to lie therefore i outlined all the problematic issues that exist today in the army in terms of combat work and support uh and apparently because of that, he's out just like Prigozhin. Uh, I, you know what, he might want to shut up and stay off of balconies. Uh, Sergey Lavrov, lapdog Lavrov, warned in an interview. Uh, he's the uh, uh, Kremlin uh, spokesperson, spokespuppet Sergey lapdog Lavrov. Uh, isn't that right? Am I am I getting him, him uh, um, confused with? Uh, hmm. Anyway. He warned in an interview broadcast yesterday that sending F-16 fighter jets to Ukraine would be deemed a nuclear threat by Moscow. He said, we will consider the very fact that the Ukrainian armed forces have such systems as a threat from the West in the nuclear field. Russia cannot ignore this ability of these devices to carry nuclear charges. The United States, its NATO satellites are creating the risk of a direct armed confrontation with Russia and this risks having catastrophic consequences. I, I, okay, F-16s, yeah, they can carry nuclear weapons. So can Russia's jets, right? So can trains. So can tanks. So can um, Yugos, 20-year-old U- you. Know, you, know, you know what a Yugo is? <laughs> it's a car that was made like, I don't know, 30 years ago that was on the market for like three years and it was such a piece of garbage. A Yugo could carry a nuclear device. So th- this is a ridiculous, ridiculous argument. <laughs> uh, moving on. Ukrainian military spokesperson says Kiev has received cluster munitions less than a week after the U.S. announced it would send them. Valery, or A spokesman for the Tavria Military Command in southern Ukraine told Ukraine Television, cluster munitions are in the hands of our defense forces. Oh boy, there is going to be some uh, great usage this weekend. Uh, Governor of the Russian Belgorod region, Vyacheslav Gladkov, uh, says shelling. Attacks were reported in several uh, regional villages. Gladkov said seven artillery shells were fired at the Varishkin farm and three at the village of Zoravlevka. Uh, uh, in the village of Namovka, the uh, enemy dropped two explosive devices from UAVs. There were no casualties or damage in any of the settlements of the region. A Russian artillery attack has killed at least one person in the village of Mikulski. Mik, uh, uh, Kirsten's regional uh, governor, Alexander Prokudin, uh, said on Telegram, the attack occurred in, in the settlement and one of the shells hit the yard of an elderly woman. The doctors who arrived at the scene of the tragedy had only to declare death, Unfortunately. Uh, this morning, Russian forces targeted Kiev with a barrage of self-exploding Iranian-made Shahid drones. At least one person has been killed and four injured in the latest drone attack on the Ukrainian capital, according to the city's administration. According to the Ukrainian Air Force uh, spokesman Yuri Ignat, Some 20 Russian drones and two cruise missiles were shot down overnight. Some drones were able to target and damage civilian infrastructures, according to the local Kyiv administration. Let me apologize. I didn't mean to say spokespuppet there. You know when I say it. (laughs) Uh, And and, and let me just point out again. Did you notice that Russia did not send any missiles? They're out. Or or there's very low on supplies and, and saving them for something else. Ukraine's Deputy Defense Minister, Hannah Mylar, said on Telegram, in the Bakhmut sector we attacked today on the southern flank around Bakhmut. There is an advance. Our defenders are digging in at their established positions. The Russian Defense Ministry said its forces had repelled 30 Ukrainian attacks in 24 hours in areas spanning the Donetsk and Luhansk region. It listed one of the sites of its successful operations as Klitschivka, a village occupying heights uh, outside of Bakhmut, which will soon to fall, I'm sure. Moving on, now that I have your attention, yeah, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. More and more, I want Donald Trump to be the one running. I, I know. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, why would, why would you say that? First of all, he does not do well against Biden in the polls. But the other part is that he may not end up on all ballots in some states, forcing voters to write him in. And do you really think they're going to all going to write him in? No. They're going to choose an independent, right? Uh, there is overwhelming evidence that Trump violated the 14th Amendment. That would mean that legally he would not be allowed on the ballot in states that say he's an insurrectionist. The 14th Amendment is quite clear and nowhere in the 14th Amendment does it say that Congress, a court, or anyone else adjudicate the question of Trump's ineligibility. That would mean that the state can ban him from the ballot yesterday. And and this has been this was challenged way way back in in, in the 1800s a couple of times where where the state did it and they They pulled people from ballots. Yesterday, Free Speech for People and Mi Familia uh, Vota Education uh, uh, Fund issued letters to secretaries of state's chief election officials of nine states, urging them to follow the mandate of the insurrectionist disqualification clause, plus bar Trump from the ballot. The letters were uh, letters went to the Oregon secretary of state, LaVon Griffin, Vlad uh, California Secretary Secretary of State Shirley Weber, Secretary of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts William Francis Calvin, uh, excuse me, Galvin. uh Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, uh, no relation to Clark. For those of you who uh, are familiar with the movie Vacation, uh, Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, New York State Board of Elections uh, Co-Chairs Peter Kaczynski and Douglas Kellner. Uh, members of the North Carolina State Board of Elections, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensberger, and Pennsylvania Secretary uh, of the Commonwealth Al Schmidt. Uh, the orga- organization delivered a similar letter to Nevada Secretary of State Cisco Aguilera in early April, and I think we talked about that in, in an earlier newscast. Uh, even if Trump is barred from just one state, it could make it impossible for him to win. Especially if it if if it happens in uh, what was uh, Michigan, uh, wasn't there wasn't uh, 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 North Carolina? W- wasn't Ohio in there somewhere? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, but uh, more letters are going to go out to more states, and uh, of course there are. Uh, some uh, things going on within states to bar him. But of course, they would wait until the last minute, uh, which means they would have to start right away because the courts take a while. And you know, you know Trump is going to challenge it. Um, And speaking of uh, challenging stuff to the court, uh, the corruption of the Supreme Court does not stop at the justices. In 2019, an aide to the U.S. Supreme Court Justice uh, Clarence Thomas pocketed cash from multiple lawyers who have argued cases before the high court, including ones who recently helped gut affirmative action and the federal government's ability to regulate greenhouse gas pollution. Rajan Vasisht, who served as Thomas's aide from July 2019 to July 2021, shows that he received seven payments in November and December, 2019, from lawyers who previously served as Thomas's legal clerks. The money came through his Venmo account. The amount of the payments is not disclosed, but the purpose of each payment is listed as as either Christmas party, Thomas Christmas party, uh, CT Christmas party, or CT Xmas party, which is CT is of course Clarence Thomas. the fact that the, the amount is not disclosed uh, could mean that these are like $20,000 donations for a Christmas party? Really? I'd love to know how much these donations are. In an apparent, it's, it, it, the, the CT, like I said, is apparent uh, a reference to the uh, Justice's initials. Okay, what have we got? We have free vacation homes, free boat ride, yacht rides, excuse me, free private jet travel, free schooling for family, and free rent for family, and now free parties. <clears throat> if that is indeed where the money went, I, so at this point I have to ask, was there a Christmas party? And and, and I might add, it seems it would be easier to ask. Is there anything that Clarence Thomas has paid for out of his own wallet at all? I mean, does he pay for anything? Seriously, that's a good question. Does he pay at the grocery store? Does he pay at Starbucks or does the Starbucks CEO comp him? This is highly improper. It's not ethical for former law clerks of Clarence Thomas, who are now in private practice, to send money via Venmo to current law clerks for any reason. This is insane. But his Christmas party should not be paid for by lawyers in the first place. Come on! According to the Guardian newspaper... The lawyers who made the Venmo transactions were Patrick Strawbridge, a partner at Consovoy McCarthy, uh, who recently successfully argued that affirmative action violated the U.S. Constitution. That was the case from last week. Kate Todd, who served as White House Deputy Counsel under Donald Trump at the time of the payment and is now a managing party of Alice uh, George's Cipollone Law Firm, uh, Albert Lynn, the former Solicitor General of the West of West Virginia, who played a key role in a Supreme Court case that limited the Environmental Protection Agency's ability to regulate greenhouse gas emissions, that was that was the case from a few weeks ago. And Brian Schmalzbach, a partner at McGuire Woods, who has argued multiple cases before the Supreme Court, all of them, other law- plus other lawyers who made payments, including Manuel Val a graduate of Hillsdale College and the University of Chicago, uh, Chicago Law School who clerked for Thomas last year and is currently working as a managing associate at Sidley and Liam Hardy, who was working at the Department of Justice's of the Office of Legal Counsel at the time the payment was made and now serves as an appeal, uh, appeals court judge for the Armed Forces. Will Consovoy who died earlier this year, also made a payment. Consovoi clerk for Thomas during the 2008-2009 term. Okay. It really is past time for Clarence Thomas to step down. He needs to go. This is insane. Oh, man. My head is just exploding today. All right, okay, let's move on. All right, we talked about how Mississippi has begun appointing judges in black areas. Uh, and, and that should be... Uh, in that case, should, they should be voted in the office, right? Back then, we talked about how this would be challenged. Uh, the Justice Department, this was just a few weeks ago. Uh, the Justice Department filed a complaint today challenging portions of Mississippi's House Bill 1020, which mandates the appointment of special judges and prosecutor, prosecutors by Mississippi state officials in majority Black Hinds County, which includes the city of Jackson, Mississippi, Uh, The complaint alleges that these provisions discriminate on the basis of race in violation of the U.S. Constitution by shifting authority over the country's criminal, the county's criminal justice system away from democratically elected judges and prosecutors elected by black voters. In a press release, the Department of Justice said. And I copy-pasted this directly from their press release. Mississippi state lawmakers have adopted a crude scheme that singles out and discriminates against black residents in the city of Jackson and Hines County. Assistant Attorney uh, General. uh, uh, Kirsten Clark uh, uh, of the Justice Department Civil Rights Division said, our complaint alleges that Mississippi has violated the U.S. Constitution by creating a new two-tiered system of justice which erodes the authority of black elected local officials and creates a new system to be led by judges and prosecutors hand-picked and appointed by state officials. This thinly veiled state, state takeover is intended to strip power, voice, and resources away from Hines County predominantly black electric Uh, electorate singling out the majority black Hines County for adverse treatment imposed on no other voters in the state of Mississippi. The civil rights decision of the Department of Justice remains committed to identifying and challenging all acts of discrimination targeting black communities. The complaint alleges that the state law discriminates against Hines County black residents by adding new officials who are not democratically accountable to local voters, including new state appointed special circuit judges and a new justice system led by a judge and prosecutors who are appointed by state officials. And think about how bad this is. I mean, uh, we don't want those uppity blacks having their own justice system. We don't want them being able to uh, uh, appoint their own judges or vote for their own judges. This is what white Mississippi is saying. The Republicans there. Just and by right next to Alabama, by the way, Tommy Tuberville. And by the way, Tommy Tuberville, also a, a devout racist, a white supremacist who, who has claimed that uh, uh, white supremacy is just another American. They're no different from any other American. They should be allowed to uh, uh, um, uh, serve in the military. There's no difference. Uh, He's walked back those statements, but you know how he feels. Uh, Yeah, uh, Mississippi, right next to Alabama, and that's why this is going on. Well, we're sort of right next to it, right? Isn't it? Yeah. So... In that noose tightening around that bright orange neck, Donald Trump lashed out on social media against the Justice Department yesterday after it stopped supporting his claim that uh, the presidency shields him from liability against def- uh, defamation lawsuit brought by E. Jean Carroll. Uh, you know what? He's he keeps losing this. Uh, Trump said in a post on his social media platform, on, on his on his losing, failing social media platform that the department's reversal a day earlier in a lawsuit brought by the advice columnist uh, columnist E. Jean Carroll was part of a political witch hunt he faces while uh, campaigning for the presidency as a Republican. Uh, Let's remind everyone that the courts have said he should not be shielded and the Department of Justice is responding to that in all likelihood. And not just in all likelihood. We can say that. Also, likely responding to Trump's mouth that keeps on getting him in trouble. He has serious foot and mouth disease. Uh, The department said in a letter to a Manhattan federal judge on Tuesday that circumstances have changed since it made its original recommendation. And it no longer believes Trump can claim that his comments about Carol were carried out as part of his official duties as president. It noted that a court in Washington had r- recently further defined when a president is immune from civil lawsuits. And it cited a federal jury's $5 million award to Carol in May after finding that Trump had sexually abused and defamed her, though he did not rape her. Uh, it, uh, according to the jury, it also considered that the lawsuit has been updated. I, let me ask you, inserting a finger, is that rape? I, I think it is. If if it's unwanted, I think that's rape. I mean, it's just a different appendage, right? I, to me, it is. The the jury said no, it wasn't. I think I think things are going to change in the next couple of decades where a finger is going to be considered rape because you're still penetrating. Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry. I should have said cover your children's ears. Anyway. It also considered that the lawsuit has been uh, updated with remarks Trump made about Carol's claim after leaving the presidency. Trump said on his uh, failing social media platform, the statements that I made about Carol are all true. I didn't rape her. I won that at trial. And other than for this case, I have no idea who she is, what she looks like or anything about her. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> also in yester- yesterday's media post from him, he called the trial very unfair, criticized the judge as hostile and biased and said his lawyers, due to their respect for the office of the president and um, and the in- incredulity of the case, did not want me to testify or even be at at trial. He added, we are strongly appealing this travesty of justice. Oh, that was all in caps, by the way. Um, you ever get uh, your taxes done by a private tax prep firm? You know, H&R Block, one of them guys. Uh, a group of Democrats in Congress have a, uh, had a seven-month investigation. The report spearheaded by Senator Elizabeth Warren, uh, Warren uh, in the Senate and Representative Katie Porter uh, in uh, California, also joined by uh, uh, the Byrne, Feel The Burn, Bernie Sanders, uh, in the House uh, uh, Rather in the Senate Katie Porter's in the House uh, Notes that Tax Act h Block And Tax Slayer Shared your private information Senator Bernie Sanders Released a report yesterday Showing that private tax prep firms Have been secretly sharing U.S. taxpayers Sensitive personal information With tech giants For years They used uh, computer code Known as Pixels To send data to Meta uh, better known as Facebook, and Google. The lawma- lawmaker's 54-page report uh, states, while most websites use pixels, it is particularly reckless for online tax preparation websites to use them taking, uh, taken to ensure that the pixels do not access sensitive information. Yet the tax prep companies describe this as a, ubiqu- a ubiquitous and common industry practice. The three tax prep giants, which have lobbied fervently against efforts to establish a free IRS tax filing program. I, okay. If you've ever gone online and, uh, uh, to the IRS website, uh, uh, there's something that says, uh, uh, um, do your taxes for free, press this button, but it takes you to a private firm. And it's one of these firms, right? Instead of, uh, actually, uh, uh actually them doing it and these firms have been fighting against uh, uh allowing the IRS to do it uh instead of them. Anyway, each of the firms admitted to sharing taxpayer data through use of MetaPixel and Google Tools. The report reads the MetaPixel and other meta tools used by Taxact collected far more information than was previously reported. In addition to taxpayers' filing status Uh, approximate adjusted gross income, approximate refund amount, and names of dependents, the Pixel collected approximate federal tax owed and buttons that were clicked and names of tax entry forms that the taxpayers navigated to. In other words, if you had a question, uh, can I get away with uh, hiding this money if I do this? (laughs) They know that you clicked on that h uh, and Block and TaxSlayer also revealed an extensive list of data shared via the Metapixel, including transmitting information, information on whether taxpayers had visited pages from many revealing tax situations. Although the tax prep companies and big tech firms claim that all shared data was anonymous, the FTC and experts have indicated that the data could easily by, be used to identify individuals or to create a dossier on them that could be used for targeting, advertising, or other purposes. In other words, they're targeting your IP address. They say, this IP did this. Then suddenly, your, your IP goes to another website and puts in your personal information. Suddenly, they know this IP is connected to this person who filed these taxes. Wow. The lawmakers alerted key federal agencies to their findings in a letter yesterday and demanded prosecution for any company or individuals who violated the law. The lawmakers wrote, The findings of this report reveal a shocking breach of taxpayer privacy by tax prep companies and by big tech firms that appear to violate taxpayers' rights and may have violated taxpayer privacy law. They also wrote, The Internal Revenue Service, the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration, the Federal Trade Commission, and the Department of Justice should fully investigate the matter. (laughs) Oh, man. This is going to be millions of dollars of fines. Uh, If not among them all, possibly billions? I, I have no idea. We'll see. So, I can feel it this morning i slept until 4 a.m at 4, a, uh, 4 a.m i got up it felt warm and a little humid at 4 a.m i a taste of things to come maybe right i i mean i don't have uh, uh i mean i have ac but i never use it because it's too expensive um so i have the window open 110 million people that's one third of the entire u.s are in the uh this heat waves path Three times in history, Phoenix has hit 120 degrees or more. We are expecting uh, Phoenix to hit that tomorrow. We talked about this a couple months ago, that we would be hitting 120 degree temperatures in populated areas this summer. Not when it's, not when it's every once in a while, this will be normal. That's not supposed to be normal. It's a Occasionally normal in Death Valley, but not in areas with population. There's a reason there's no population in Death Valley. By the way, they are expected temperatures in the upper mid-120s there this, uh, uh, this weekend and could possibly beat a 134-degree record from 1913. That's an unofficial record. I believe the official record is like 130 or 131 degrees. But imagine if it broke The 1913 record the heat will topple long-standing records especially in the southwest and the duration of the this event that's set to continue well into next week increases public health dangers and we're not just talking about temperature records we're talking about length of of heat dome like in phoenix is about to shatter its record for consecutive 110 degree plus temperatures An area of high pressure, a loft, also known as a heat dome, is moving into place over the southwest, but will influence a much broader area. And what did we say about heat domes yesterday? Those high-pressure areas will squeeze rainfall in low-pressure areas into smaller areas causing flooding. And I want to be honest with you about this. No scientists are saying this. It's my empirical evidence. I mean, maybe there's some scientists saying this. I haven't been seeing that. It's just you watch it, you see it. Right? If you put if you put a giant boulder in the middle of a river, right? Let's call that a heat dome. If you put a giant boulder in the middle of the river, the river doesn't go through the boulder, it goes around it and it squeezes the water. The water go- grows higher when it goes around it. Or higher before the whole the whole boulder. Which means The same thing is happening in the atmosphere. Uh, Plus, you know, I have my own theory on this stuff. Alerts are up from the Atlantic to the Pacific coast and include nearly all of Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Missouri, Nevada. California, and Arizona. Las Vegas may see its hottest temperature on record of 117 degrees Fahrenheit challenged. They may get that tomorrow. This morning, the NWS Forecast Office in Las Vegas warned the city is entering a period of potentially deadly extreme heat risk, the highest on the agency's scale. It's not just here. An intense and prolonged period of heat is sweeping across Europe, with meteorologists warning temperatures in Italy could surpass 48.8 degrees Celsius. That's almost 50 degrees Celsius. That's 48.8 degrees? It's 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Approximately, it's just under 120 degrees Fahrenheit. It was, if it was 49, it would be 120. The highest temperature recorded in European history. Temperatures will be above 40 degrees Celsius in parts of Spain, France, Greece, Croatia, and Turkey in the coming days. In, in Italy, meanwhile, temperatures could soon reach as high as 48 degrees Celsius on the island of Sardinia and Sicily. A red alert warning has been issued for 10 cities nationwide, including Rome, Florence, and Bologna. You, you Americans that, that went over there to visit Italy? Have a great time! Bathing in the fountains around Rome. <laughs> but please don't worry. Republicans keep telling me that global warming doesn't exist. There's nothing here to worry about. <laughs> oh, man. I've had it with screaming. I've been screaming about this for 40 years. And it seems like nobody is listening. Uh, are, are, are you sick of screaming about this? <sighs> I I I seriously I I can't handle this anymore. This is crazy. Uh anyway, uh, uh 38 minutes. Uh, not so bad. Uh, a little long. A little long. Uh I, when I started the uh, started I did the math and it seemed like it would be 36 minutes, but I did go off the rails a little bit. I apologize. Uh, Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thursday, July 13th, 2023. Thursday, July 13th, 2023. Man, do I appreciate you so much for coming every day. It's very nice of you. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. You know, I scream about things so you don't have to. But I encourage you to do it anyway. Now remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. At least that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.